Welcome to the Teaching a Rockstar podcast. I always say, the man, you know, the coolest thing about my gig is getting to meet these amazing people across the country. You know, when I when I do my my conferences and hotels, and I'm on stage at schools, and and you know, the back to school, the convocation, and working with uh, you know kids, and I meet these teachers. And the they're they're just the most amazing, beautiful people. And 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 I have one on the show today, Dawn. My friend Dawn Warren, she is an awesome teacher. She's been teaching a long time, quarter century plus. And um and and she's amazing. She is just a phenomenal, beautiful person, and I love her. And I'm man, I'm glad you guys get to meet her today. She's at um one of my favorite schools currently teaching at Bear Branch Junior High out in Magnolia ISD, and she's passionate. You'll hear it, man. She's passionate about her content, passionate about her kids, which is the perfect combination for a great teacher. All right, sit down, relax, listen in. Dawn's awesome. You're going to love her. Here we go. Teaching a Rockstar podcast. Let's do this. Here's what we got going on. We have spring break about to happen. Yes. It's going down. It's going down. Oh, my gosh. So here's what I love. I, I don't know about you, but here's what went on for me. So I can't tell you how many times I would be, sp- it would be spring break time. And, you know, and, and mama's making plans and the kid, we're going to go get a beach house or something or go camp. Or wait, I'm thinking, oh my God, the last thing I want to do is anything. I am so tired. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to, I just want to sit. Can I just sit down, please? Like, I don't even know if a week is enough. Yeah. And uh, I've always used spring break as that kind of time. You know, I was like, you know, I need to catch up on my home, my personal life, my rest, my, you know, and every time you go on vacation, it's almost like you come back more tired. I know. And and then you rush back into work. So yeah. I just kind of chill out. And then here's the thing, time. man, with kids, it's like, here. here's what I try to tell people, like, with kids, like going on vacation with kids, there's no such thing because you're doing, you're doing the same thing you're doing. It's already stressful. It's just like you're doing it at your house, but now you're it's stuck in a car together. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there's nowhere to hide. Yes, there's nowhere to hide. And and to me that you know, that's not spring break to me. I'm uh home improvements. Now I'm not doing any schoolwork either. I gotta disconnect from that for a while and, and just, you know, take little day trips and you know, just be quiet. Listen, read a book. Oh my god. Just to sit uninterrupted and read. You know, is is that's that's a break. I love the mindless me. stuff. Let me ask you: do you, do you do you read like the physical book with pages, or do the Kindle thing? I like, I kind of do both, but I mostly do audio books. Ah, I yeah. love audio books because uh, I can multitask. Yep. You know, I can clean the house, I can garden, I can you know take my dogs for a walk, and um, but yeah, spring break is is nice to just let it to sit down and actually read a book but i like the kindle edition just because i like a lot well i'm a history teacher and a little bit of a nerd when it comes to that so i like to you know when they reference a painting or they reference a a place in europe you know i want to see it so i can click on that little i don't know that little app part of it and they'll zip me to a picture of it so it makes it come alive isn't it crazy it touches the word it tells you what it means yeah absolutely great i know yeah. no i love the um my, my whole thing is i love the mindless reading i love like some crazy fiction that you know the thriller killer thing oh well that's where the historical books come in for me is that combination of both yeah and so i found a couple really great authors that do both you know the fiction adventure you know suspense part and then you got all this historic this history mystery going on archaeology and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. great stuff all right so i'm curious so you've done how many 10 11 years here yes at your school here at bear branch Mm -hmm. junior high in Magnolia. magnolia and then before that you're in aldine for how many years 17 i started in 1992 you're coming up on 30 I know. It's crazy. I know. I don't feel like it. It's, every year's a new year. How crazy? I'm, how fast does this thing fly by? It. Well, yeah. You look back at it now, and it's like, wow. You yeah. know, I. Holy cow! I'm such a different person from when I started. I'm such a different teacher, but, um, I don't feel like it's been that long. I know. You know. All right, I have a theory about that. 
and I'm here. Here's my theory, especially in this profession. My theory is because we have years that have like a we have a start and a stop, right? So we have like this this whole um, before you know we have this preseason where we're getting fired up. We have a week before the kids come, and we do it where we have a convocation and all that stuff, and then the kids come, and it's so chaotic and so hectic and so fast. There's so much to do that it's it flies by, but then. We have Thanksgiving, and that's like the end of the first quarter. And then we drive, and, and then we have halftime at Christmas, and then we third quarter, and then we have spring break. And that, so we have this like almost like a game thing where, and then we have our, our, our two minute drill. The last we have testing in the last couple of weeks of school, and then we hit the summer. We get what six weeks to recover. And then, and, and because of that, I think here's what it is I think for every other career, they get out of college or not, or they don't go to school, they, they start their job, whatever, whatever it is. And there's no end in sight for the yeah. <laughs> it the just keeps going. Years. It's like this yeah. terrible revolving door you never get yeah. off of. I think, but for us, because of the start and stop, it goes by so fast. Well, yeah, it does. Um, but I think we need it. Yeah. I mean, the amount of energy that the average teacher puts in on a daily basis to not have that break would break you actually you yeah. know it, i don't think it's sustainable right you know and even with the kids they need they need that that little disconnect as well yeah they do i, I had a i did a podcast i haven't posted it yet it's my buddy jim mccarthy he's not a teacher a smart dude but he has a lot of ideas and, and so i want to have him on but one thing he he has so he doesn't know so one thing he was talking about was teachers that leave the business and the lack of funding and teacher pay. And he says, well, you know what? I mean, teachers have so much free time. They can start a business in their own time. They can work. They're, they're done at three. You can do it in the afternoon. You work on weekends. They have summers off at what? Eight, 10, 12, three months off in the summer. I'm like, what? You know, it's hard. Like, I'm like, I'm like, dude, are you insane? <laughs> like, yeah. Don't get it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you never will because if you don't teach, you just don't know. <laughs> but the thing is, man, like I think you're right. I think people really underestimate it is it's not just the physical recovery. It's like this intellectual and emotional recovery because of the roller coaster of a school year. You know, these kids lives that we're a part of. And, and by the end of it all, it like to really like recalibrate yourself and your emotions then to come back and, and get fired up. It takes about six weeks of recovery. Yeah. I mean, uh, my husband is not in the teaching field, but he sees me come home at night. You know, I get off at 2.30, the bell rings, I should say. I'm not home till 5, and then I sit on the computer looking for new stuff until 7, and he's just like, you know, trying to explain it. You know, he's physically tired. I'm mentally tired, and uh, it's just, you know, they, they, you're right. You know, the breaks need to happen. I mean, I, I mean, I have to tell myself, you, you slow, slow. Yeah. Take a step back, and and uh, you know, what I was telling you last night, I, I had to take myself away from it because I was actually like really cool and it's fun. But you know, that's the great thing about it, though. It's like I'm, I'm enjoying yeah. it so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are days that just rip you. Yeah. You know, um, but on the most part. I'm having a good time. Yeah. And all those people that don't have those breaks, you know, that might be getting paid more than I do, they're not, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's the beautiful thing about our job. You know, there's there's a lot of good or, or there's a lot of bad, but, um, you know, the people who are in it because they care are going to stay in it regardless. But I think that's something that um, we all have to come together to uh, achieve better goals for uh, our profession as a whole. Yeah. You know, I, I think we've I think we've held back for too long because we love it. You know what? It's, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I brought this up at a dinner maybe two weeks ago with some folks, and I don't think they understood it because they're not teachers. And I said, here's what I said. My theory is when you have a group of people who are so passionate about something, they're easy to take advantage of. Yes. It's true. And so here's what we've learned, that no matter what, apparently, after almost 30 years, you'll come back no matter what. Because what we've seen is you have more responsibility. You have to teach more content, more stuff. The stakes are higher. There's more accountability. Now, also, we have less and less support, oftentimes, from parents in the home. Also, in addition to that, we have more and more kids. They don't even speak the language. They showed up from Guatemala last week, and they're about to take a star test. And we have less and less resources to teach more kids in a classroom, more content with less support, 
and 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 by the way our pay hasn't kept up with the cost of living and our benefits cost more than ever now mm-hmm. and you know what you do you keep coming back yeah i mean compared to when i first started teaching this is like the best time to teach i know regardless of what all the things you said everything that you said is true but when i look around at the resources i had back then compared to now i mean of course this is going to date me but internet <laughs> i mean right. i mean the 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 social networking that you can do the yeah. the educators around the country that i can uh, a zip a, a, a tweet to or an email and I'm getting an instant response from somebody who can make my job easier or and better. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty exciting um, compared to the mimeographed or photocopied binder I had and that was all the activities I had unless I either made them or bought them my with my own money. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's it's a little double-edged, the you know. The mimeograph, I haven't heard that. Yeah, before. I know, the purple. Yeah, yeah. what was that? Oh, I, don't that know. I don't know. That was at the very beginning. I think it phased out at the right. beginning of my career. But you know what? I think you're right with that whole so- social network thing. You know, we're at a point where um, I, was, I talked to my son. I heard him repeat this to, a, to one of his friends. He told one of his friends, hey, man, like if you really want, I forget what his, I don't know what, what kid will want to do. But my son said, if you really want to do that and you can't do it yet, if like if you're not good at that, if, if you suck, it's your fault. Because that's what I told my kid. Like, that's what I told him because he wants to learn. It's on YouTube. Dude, there's, like, free instruction <laughs> everywhere. You want that skateboard trick, go watch a thousand videos. Go do that and try a thousand times. And it, and so, like, that's how he lives his whole life is, like, he'll le- watch you to learn something. But teaching is the same way. Like, if you don't have a good interactive lesson at this point, it's almost your fault. Like, there's so many amazing teachers out there wanting to help and willing to help and have these – Facebook groups and Instagram and Twitter PLC. I mean, it is amazing. You're right. Yeah, I mean, just like you can, like what you were saying, your son can go find how how to play the guitar online. I mean, I found something the other day about how to make a hyperdoc uh, last night and, and looked it up on YouTube today, and there's like, I don't know, 15 different tutorials on how to do it. So Let's get started. I'm, I'm going for it, you right. know. It's like, you know, I don't have to wait for someone to have a professional development because yeah. it's all right there and it's free. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I think what what it was years ago, everybody even known from the very beginning when I started in 89 and 90 and like it was told, like, go steal, man, go steal the stuff. But back then it was hard to find people to steal from. Like, when were you going to do it? But now there's stuff everywhere to steal. And sometimes it's almost overwhelming because there is so much stuff out there. But, yeah, there is, I mean, you just got to look. Yeah. You just got to want to look. And, you know, here's the thing, man. It's also, um, I, like, I have to keep my self-esteem in check because I can't tell you how many times I go look for something and I think, oh, my gosh, I suck. <laughs> there's yeah. so much. I'm like, oh, my God, look what that person's doing. Because there's some teacher podcasts I listen to. And, yeah, some days I'm like, oh, God, I'm not doing the right thing. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm just, Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. And so here we are in your 27th, 20, 28th? I think, let's say 27. 27. I think it's 27. Oh, <laughs> you could have lost a couple of years and even know. It could be 29 know, for all you know. Like, I know. Okay, I, just keep I forgot going. about this. Right. And so um, for, how would you describe your metamorphosis? If there's a way that you could figure out to talk about like the change that you've made in 27 years, like from where you started, because as a kid, like, yeah, I think people forget, like when you're, I almost think back when I was 22, like I had no business. I mean, really? Oh, I was terrible. What would like, why would they put me in charge? <laughs> what were they thinking? Um, I think the, I mean, the biggest metamorphosis, Morphosis, I think that I've made is is in two ways. First one is um, uh, the idea of making connections with the kids. Yeah. I I think I was always kind of doing it because I never I would have student teachers and they would come to me and say, well, what about classroom management? I can never explain it to them. I'm like, I don't know. I don't. How do I teach this person, new teacher, how to have you know? I could steer them towards a book, but I couldn't figure it out until it started coming out more and more. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm like making emotional connections with these kids. And I didn't even realize it because it wasn't a thing. You know, uh, when I first started out, it was like, you know, drill sergeant, you know, because yeah. that's the way we were taught. You just 
did it. My way or the highway. Yeah, and here I am in the inner city, and that didn't fly, you know, so I had to figure out some different ways. Um, but, yeah, and every year it's become more and more important to me. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten better and better at it as the years have gone by, and I've, I've made some really – really tight connections with some of my students or uh, I think the majority of them. Yeah. And, um, the second is just, uh, looking at my classroom as if I was sitting in it, like what would, would I be able to, cause you can sit in a PD and I can't hardly sit there for an hour. I'm an adult. Yeah. And some of the, the stuff that, you know, occasionally is presented to you as a teacher and uh, I can't hardly sit still, and I'm, you know, I don't have any issues, you know, that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. Yeah. <laughs> you might not. And, and I'm like, oh, come on. And I'm thinking, well, what if I was a 14-year-old kid, 13-year-old kid sitting in front of me, and I'm doing the teaching in the same style. Sure. Reading off a PowerPoint, working out of reading for an hour, answering questions. I mean, that would kill me. Yeah. So, um yeah, I, um, I'm looking for any way up, down, sideways, let's lay on the floor engagement activities that I can that's higher quality that's going to get them where I need them to be before they leave me. You know, I'm thinking back, and I don't remember, I, I you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I just wasn't aware or I was too busy or too overwhelmed, but I don't remember as much as um, inten an intentional focus on the relationships even though that worked back then in 1990, like that was a huge part of it. I don't know if I was aware of it or like, I don't think anybody was t talking to me about it. I don't, I think there was an, uh, looking back, those teachers that were super successful really understood that concept of, look, if a kid's going to learn, they, they have to be loved in order for them to learn. And back then, lots of them were being loved at home. And so they were coming to school able to learn, but there were some teachers had the ability to connect with kids in such a way that they understood that this kid wasn't, being loved on a level that they need in order for let's so, well, I'm going to love them first so that they can learn in my classroom. Like, I don't remember that being as a focus as, as I don't know if it wasn't needed back then or just, we didn't know, or maybe we're still making that transition from, you know, that, you know, iron fist ruler of the classroom. <laughs> I don't care if these kids like me, they need to respect me. I'm not going to smile till Christmas. Yeah. Check that out. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the big desk. You've got the small desk. That should tell you something, you know, that, that whole thing. And and you're right, and and, no, and, and uh, that in addition to um, it, running my classroom the way I I would want it is so even even running a school you know that's why one of the reasons I love taking uh, teachers down to Heather's school uh, Heather Patterson a principal um, I I love to, so they can because you know what what I love about the way she runs her school is she runs her faculty like the way she hopes her faculty will run their classroom. Ooh, and right. when she has a faculty meeting, there's no sit and get. They're up and there's games and there's props and there's outfits and costumes and themes for the faculty meeting because that's what that's our expectation. You know, and, and like just with a teacher, like even from a leadership position, you know, if we want our kids to, like we talk about, man, if we want our kids to be it, they have to see it. If we Like the same thing with teachers. If we want our teachers to be it, they have to see what that looks like. So how crazy are these faculty meetings where they're talking about you need to get your kids engaged? And you, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really interesting. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I have been uh, blessed with uh, really good administrators. And um, they, you know, and some questionable sprinkled in. But um, I really have grown, especially since I've gone, come to Magnolia. Um, and the PD is a lot more, um, oh gosh, how could I say it? Purposeful. Yeah. You know, but you're right. I mean, we, we need to have that uh, type of examples for everyone. And I think administrators are coming along with that. And it's the same way with teachers, the way that we have managed our classrooms have evolved. I think administrators, uh, I think their training has evolved as well. It's getting there. Yeah. I think it's getting there. I think you're right. You know, yeah. I, even with that, um, I had a call from um, Crowley ISD and I love their whole back to school thing there. It's Crowley U and they're just tons and tons of teacher led sessions by some of that feels that they have a stronghold, not going to call themselves an expert, but they feel like they're really good about a certain subject and they're going to host a session and teachers get to pick and choose what they go to. Like, I love that. Like they get to develop their own coursework. 
for that back to school professional development oh, thing. Oh, I would love that. I know, right? That's a great idea. Because like you would see something with your hyper document. Oh my God, that's what I'm trying to figure out. That's my thing. And, and I need time been... to do it instead of another, you know, how to engage with your kids. Right. You know, um, I gave a PD to my our staff on how to connect with their kids. Yeah. I would like to learn something new as well. So, yeah, differentiate for the teachers. Powerful. Yeah. And also it models what we're hoping for our teachers to do in the classroom. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I get it. Hey, listen, so... Um, for you, it's because someone that is still passionate about because this is what this is why I love you and what what you have going on and how unique you are, is like you're still driven, still passionate, still looking for um, something new, something different, still getting immersed online, trying to find something new for your kid. What what I'm what I'm always interested <coughs> is how does that happen? Like what what is it that separates those teachers that are burnout and just riding this train into the station? And you, know, you still driving forward. I, I don't know. I don't, you know, it's like what, what defines one kid to ha that has grit to another one that you did the apathetic kid that just whatever, you know, kind of attitude. Um, it's, I don't know. I, d I don't want to be, I don't want my life to have the purpose of just getting by. That's not who I am. Yeah. You know, I want, I want that kid to walk in every day and go, what are we doing today? That's my goal. I want to hear that every day, you know? Um, uh, so I, I, I need to work at it. You know, it's hard to convince a, a 13, 14 year old to be excited about a bunch of dead people. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, so you got to create experiences. Um, and, uh, you know, I can do some crazy stuff, and those those are the things that they remember the most. Yeah. Um, but they're still learning what I need them to learn, and they're having fun with it. And I'm like, boy, if I could hit them with something, you know, every day. That so it's it, but they change, you know, with the technology, and so you, they're constantly evolving as well. And so I've got to look, I've got to find, you know, what's the next big thing? What what is um, you know, this teacher has done this, this, this. No, I want to be the one who's doing something new. Yeah. You know, that they're going to remember. Yeah. That they're going to walk the hallways like the Trail of Tears, the Cherokees, and get kicked out of classrooms. And, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. There's several different things that we do. But, um, yeah, I just want to keep finding them. Yeah, you know, the, 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 those moments, I think it is um – you know, like, I don't know, like for me, what I have realized for those, those people I find like you that are still driven and passionate, I think like what you described is um, exactly what it is. Like they're so crystal clear about what they're doing, like what they want for their kids. Mm -hmm. I think those people that um, have lose the, lose the drive and lose the passion and they're just kind of trying to coast into the station in the last few years, I think they've, they're not able to articulate clearly like what it is they really want. They're just doing the job. I'm just here to do this thing. And where I th that, like that passion, I think it's what it comes from. Like that's the fuel that keeps you going. Like being clear about what you want for your kids and why. Mm -hmm. There was a, uh, and actually, you know, there's ups and downs to all of it. I mean, there are times in the year that I'm just too busy to think beyond, you know, and I, I got to a point uh, earlier than normal this year. And I was like, man, I'm just doing the same old thing this is boring. I don't like it. And I'm like, what's, what have I done differently? You know, so I had to really look at myself and go, okay, what's, what's keeping you from what's important, you know? And I was like, okay, I, I've got to move that stuff out of my, my site, put it back in the back and then move in a different direction. Yeah. And, um, and then I just put myself in the path of new information. And then from there I started flowing again. I mean, it's, you got to be self-aware of what you're doing. That's hard. You know, part, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you've got to look at yourself and say, okay, would I want to be in the classroom? Can I improve? Can I grow? You know, I, I don't want to be stagnant. Yeah. I don't want to become um, passe, you know, that teacher. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, I think um, for, for this is a generation of kid that, there's so much that they need modeled. I think that we're losing you know, because of social media, but the sense of that self-awareness mm -hmm. 
Oh my gosh, like that is one of the things that I mean it is we are, it's dramatically drastically declining almost like daily. Like just the, like having the pre- because of everything that's right there on the screen. Like they can see all these on like an Instagram and all the everything's filtered and so in their mind they're thinking I'm not like well you're not supposed to be like that, man. Well, if you're not careful, you are are irrelevant to them because if you are not teaching in a way that takes them to a different level, that makes them create, that makes them innovate. They can get exactly what you're delivering every day on the internet. Isn't that crazy? So what you are and how you are presenting information, how you are uh, allowing them to use that information is so important because if so, then why would they be excited about because they can look that up. They can watch a video. So you've you've got to think differently because they are. This is like the one of the this generation and for a long. This is the generation they have everything, access mm-hmm. to everything. Now years we were just in the um in the in the front office talking about a student I had years ago. He's probably in his thirties now, and um, they had you know access back then, but not like but now like Google is on a whole nother level where any kid, you can have an eighth grader in this school right now, go to a college classroom, take a final. If you let him use his phone, he could pass it. Yeah. You know, punch in the formula. It's going to give you the answer. Yeah. There it is done. But I think what we, what's not like, I'm always interested or, or what are you teaching in your classroom that they don't have access to on the phone? Like, what, what is that, that experience that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives? And as a result of that experience, who are they becoming? Right. It's it's about character. It's about, it's creation. It's like, yeah, you can go learn about this, but what does that mean? What does that mean uh, relevant to uh, what's going on today? How are you going to use that information to be better? Uh, what are you going to create with that? You know, because uh, how are you going to deal with uh, a teammate? or uh, collaborate with the team because that's where you're going when you go into the business world or you go into, you know, well, anywhere, really. You're going to have to deal and and give and take. And um, and, uh, we need to be more of uh, facilitators of that knowledge. The knowledge is there. They can get it, but they don't know what to do with it yet. And I think that's what teachers do. You know, and the challenge is we still have the same system set up where because there's no accountability for that and we can't and there's no assessment for collaboration and innovation and creativity. But yet that's what all of our employers are begging for. You know, it's almost as if so many classrooms are still set up in that antiquated way where we're trying to create assembly workers on, you know, workers on the Mm -hmm. assembly line. Yeah. You know, do what you're told, be on time and don't make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Don't think for yourself. We're going to think for you. We're just going to do. But what they are begging for at all these companies are people that can innovate, people can create and people can collaborate with other people. But still, to this day, we still have classrooms, rows and columns. Do your own work. Don't look on each other's paper. Don't talk about that. <laughs> you know, and, and, and don't make a mistake. You know, you, you get count off for that. Don't do your own thing. Don't be creative. It really is. It's fascinating. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, there's a lot of us out there who are educators, and we know this, but we are restricted by um, antiquated beliefs at a higher level. Yeah. And so we still have a star test at the end of the year. We still have to maintain. We still have to get through, you know, 300 TEKS or, you know, state standards. And and (laughs) it's crazy. I mean, everybody wants to do, most would like to do more. Uh, but it, it's hard to do that with and, and still maintain a high standard of, of test scores yeah. like you want. And it, it's it's disheartening a little bit. It is disheartening because, because it, you know, as much as we don't like to talk about it, we have to play the game. Like, I know these kids are going to be evaluated. You know, and for me as an educator, you know, I really didn't care too much about being evaluated. Like, it almost didn't bother. Like, I don't even care. Because I know I'm getting evaluated by how well my – but it really bothered me if I did not – if my kids felt like they – didn't learn or they weren't intelligent because their scores weren't what they wanted to be or so, so that is the part and so i wanted to present my information in such a way that they're going to do really well in those tests but at the same time I, like i have to find a way to do that in, in such a way where i'm growing that kid as a using the content of my classroom as the vehicle to have not not just to have a high performing kid but have a high perf- an academic high performing kid of exceptional character 
because of what we're doing in the classroom. In addition to that, one that can function in the workplace with collaboration and innovation, and they have the soft skills. And, and I'm teaching kids how to shake hands in biology class. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but because all that matters. Here's is the kid going to use any of this? Bio- maybe the one kid that became a doctor of six years I taught, you know, that class, you know, maybe. The rest of them, no. No, not even a little. But what they're going to remember is working together as a family in that classroom, shaking hands, talking about all that stuff that, not that biology didn't matter, but using that class to talk about the stuff that matters. Yeah, just being nice. Just being nice. You know, we, we were talking about this in a team leader meeting about how to to build those soft skills, like you said, you know, because I'll walk down the, the hallway and I'll say hello to a kid that I haven't seen. Hey, good morning. I don't know him. And he'll just walk on by me. And right. I'm like, okay, he hasn't learned that skill yet. Right. You know, and it's just about, yeah, yeah, being an example, being a role model, you know, but there's faculty members that I work with that'll do the same thing and they'll, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, we have to work as a community and as, as, as teachers to, to build those characters. And you're right about that. I mean, it's more than just what's on the book. Because I know at the end of the day, you know, if they haven't learned about Andrew Jackson's nullification crisis, <laughs> that they're going to be okay. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but it's the, the, the love of it, the, the, the citizenship, the um, I'm happy to be here feeling that they get from learning something new that yeah. is the ultimate goal. You know what it is also is, man, I love, um, like, I get it, and you're, I'm sure you're self-aware enough to the point where n- this might surprise you, but not every kid is going to grow up and major in history <laughs> and be- <laughs> become a historian and, or even a hobbyist. In my dreams. Right. But, you know, what's, but what I love is they get to see somebody who's crazy passionate about their job and that now they know oh that's what it's supposed to look like like i'm supposed to find my thing whatever that is and i'm sure it doesn't even matter to you but once they find their passion go make a life of that do what you love and make it use it to make a difference in the lives of other people and they see evidence of like that's possible by seeing you uh some of my kids kind of make fun of me because they're like you are so excited about everything i mean i got a new pencil sharpener i'm like check this out that's pencil sharpener they're like miss warren you really need to you know it's okay (laughs) you get it you know about history and things like you know and it's just you know uh but going back to what i said earlier about my husband having a different profession and i come home just like weary and he's like well, did you have a bad day i said no but i had to be excited about the articles of confederation for five hours <laughs> that's really hard yeah yeah know? it's true and you know, you know the other thing i was thinking as you're talking is um just like the citizenship component i think you know i was thinking years ago also you know this is my my way or the highway that whole thing i think there's also that belief where you know what i'm not here to be anybody's mom I'm here. They're, I'm a teacher, and they're here to learn. I'm here to teach, and maybe that was true back then. Mm-hmm. But now, if you're not here to be somebody's mom, like this, probably isn't for you. Like that—that's part of the deal. Like part of the deal, to helping this this human being grow into an adult, with with everything they need in place. Like part of teaching, whether it's history or algebra or physics or language arts, reading, is is it really is loving that kid to the point where it's like you're the kid's parent, his mom. I remember my first or second year of teaching. I got into teaching accidentally. I went into uh, college as an accounting major because I was good at math. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be rich, right? And uh, over the summer, I would get job. I got a job at the YMCA um, as a camp counselor. And I was kind of talked into it and... Uh, they said, you know, maybe you should change your major. And so I was having enough fun. I was like, you know, maybe this is for me. And I I didn't have anybody in my family that was a teacher. I I had had nothing to go off of except for my experience of being a student. And so my first year, like two months into teaching, a little girl came up to me and uh, told me about a, a stepfather that was touching her. And I'm like, this is not what, I don't, I don't, 
this is not it. I don't, I didn't realize that this was it, you know? And then I would have another student and, and saw them coming to close and they were dirty and, you know, and just one after the other. And I would call my dad crying, you know, I want to take them all home. There's, there's a better life. And I'm like, what did you do? How did you do it as a parent? You know, I was so grateful that I had what I had, you know, and I wanted to make sure that that small time I had with them, that they felt safe and happy and rewarded and mattered, that they mattered. And uh, it was a rough go of it. I mean, it was a real huge learning experience the first couple of years, you know, that, and, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, I stayed, I stuck with it because I felt that I was the right person for them. Yeah. You know, man, you know, the thing is with those, um, you know, when I hear those stories like that, the fact that that kid trusts you on that level, like you're the one they're going to come to. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You know, so someone told me this years ago and I, and I would, I used it with my mentoring programs where I was working with seniors who were going to elementary schools, they have little buddies, they mentor. I use it with them, use it with teachers and I would, I would teach them. You have to say these words. Someone taught me this because you're going to develop deep relationships with these kids. You have to say these words. You have to tell those kids, Hey, listen, we're going to have a great time. We're going to have a, a great year together. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to laugh a lot. We're going to do a lot. And I give you my word. Like we're going to become great close. I, I, I give you my word. If you ever tell me anything where I think you're being hurt, somebody's being hurt. You need some help. I promise you, I'm going to get the help that you need. And the reason we tell them is because, um, like with my mentoring program, like those kids at some point in the school year, so it always happens at, in the last two minutes of there, we're there, so they can run off. They're gonna, they drop the bomb of something that's happening in the house. There's some sort of abuse going on, and the kid run back. And they always say, "Please don't tell anybody." Mm. And the reason we set it up at the beginning of the year with those words, I promise you, I give you my word, I'll give, you, I'll get you the help you need. That's why they told you. Yes, they're screaming and calling you names and begging you not to tell anybody. Of course they are, but the reason they told you is because you told them. I love you enough to get you the help you need. That's why they're saying it. And, I, you know, and anybody that's been in this business, even not just 30 years, but three years, has had that experience where, like, that kid confided. Of all the people in her life mm -hmm. they could have told, they told you. That I think that kind of exhaustion, that pressure of, like, being the one they go to for help, like, that is so incredibly exhausting as well. Yeah, it, it really is because, I mean, it hurts your heart. Yeah. And, and and you're in a position to help, but there's only so far, and you got to trust other people to make sure that they can care for that for that student in as much as you care for them. Um, and that's hard to that's hard to do too. Yeah. But um, it's it's like you said, the payday. You know when when you know you never want to hear about those things but thank god that they had someone that they could trust and felt safe that they could come to you with that kind of information yeah i think at some point like uh, you know that's the key is to realize that's one of the teacher paydays like this is like thank god they had you and yeah you're teaching you're in there teaching history but in more than that you're building the, the foundation for confidence and security and safety and trust where they're going to come to you yeah and and not just the bad stuff too, but you know, the, when they come running to you to share a story about what happened on the weekend yeah. or, you know, show you a picture of something they did, you know, yeah, so it's not just the, the cruddy stuff that, that they bring to you, but it, it's, it's the joy they bring to you too in their lives. They yeah. want to share. You know what I always, uh, you know, one of the strategies I've always used with my most challenging kids, I was starting out the school this morning talking about it, and um, some of those challenging personalities, I would reverse that. So I'd reverse engineer the thing. So when, when the kid came, walked in on Monday morning, I would say, oh, my gosh, James, I could not wait to see. Listen, man, you're not going to believe what happened this weekend. Let me tell you what we did. And the reason I would do that is because, like, it forms that presupposition. Like, that's, like, you share the stuff that you're happiest about, you share with the people you're closest to. Mm. Like, when something great happens in your life, you, you think, okay, who do I need? I need to call her and tell her. Like, all right. So I would do that, and I, I would even create things, you know, or just make it bigger than what it really was, you know, just because I, I could say, ah, dude, I couldn't wait to tell you. Listen what happened. So we went to Sweet Frogs and got frozen yogurt, and we, I just go into my thing. Because I want him to feel what it's like. Oh my gosh! Like he, I, I don't think a kid has a conscious thought. 
oh my god, like we're really connected now. Like I, he, this kid, this, you know, this this man cares about me as a person. <laughs> I don't think he has that thought, but he has that feeling of now, like now we're we're coming closer together as people. Yeah, because a, a a kid that combative is not just combative to you; yeah. it's to adults in general and to authority figures. And it, and if you can make that connection like that, I mean, that's breaking down like his whole uh, walls of wait a minute, this is you're the enemy and breaking that down opens up doors for other people to, to matter in his life too. Yeah. And I, I do that stuff all the time. Like, you know, it just even, you know, it just became so just a habit. We're in the middle of a lesson and we're talking and, and some other and Jeff or whoever's, you know, Martin, you know, I would do, I'm doing my thing. And, hey, Martin, listen, brother, I was thinking about you on way to school. You know what I was thinking, dude, is I was thinking that we, like, I would just want to use that phrase in there. So just, it, it goes by so fast, but in his mind, it catches on. He's thinking about me on the way to school. Man, he was scared. You know, that those little things, I think, matter. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, the social apps now, you know, the, the Instagrams, and the we have the Remind 101s that we use to contact our kids. And just uh, sending out a message to a kid that's absent. Are you feeling okay? How you doing? We sure miss you today. Yeah. You let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Huge. Huge, yeah. Um, uh, I had a kid one time. I do this thing at the end of the year where uh, and it, it came from a story, Chicken Soup for the Soul, and where they have to write everybody's name down in the room, and they have to write a compliment towards every one of those. You know, it's totally anonymous. I cut them up. I sort like thousands of compliments and envelopes and on the day before the last day of school, they get them back and they're, you know, they could be some kids sign it, some kids don't, but they get this big envelope. And I said, you know what, when you're feeling bad about what's going on in high school, I want you to pull out this envelope and I want you to read it because these are all the good things that people are saying about you. And, uh, every year it's a huge hit, huge hit. And, um, I, I've gotten messages, and uh, there's one night this kid uh, called me on Facebook. I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, and I'm like, what am I getting this call? And this kid is bawling. I hadn't had him for like three or four years, and he was going through a rough time, and I'm like, oh, get, you know, thank you so much, Miss Warren, for I still have my envelope keep doing it I, I want you to keep doing it it got me through a really rough time of course I bawled the rest of the night I bawled right not long with him but um yeah you just never know I mean and you hope that you make that impact but when those kids come back and say oh yeah I pulled out that envelope because I'll tweet something or put it on Instagram to see if kids will you know, like give me some feedback for my incoming st- students about why you should do this because some of them are reluctant to do it um and they're like man I still have my envelope I took it to college with me you know this is great everybody should do it and so they're hearing from their older peers that this is something cool and it ends up being uh just a really happy happy thing to do it's really amazing they they take it with for their lives you know that's the thing I remember um I was at a school uh, up in Dallas at the Dubisky Career Center. It's a career and technology education high school. And um, and and the principal that she, uh, uh, Kristen Booth, I think she, I think it's Dr. Kristen Booth now. But she, um, she's the principal. And after I do my thing uh, for half day, and for lunch, they're about they're about to leave. And she says, "All right, I'm gonna pass. Everybody, everybody needs a ticket to leave. You gotta have a ticket to get out." And w- and she had uh, names. Uh, addresses available stamps envelopes and note cards and your ticket out was to write a kid so this is the day before christmas break your ticket out was to write a kid she goes and we're going to mail them to your kids and then she she thought like who needs one i'm talking about who deserves one or who wants like who needs a note from there that you're thinking about them that you're looking forward for them to come back and like i wonder if people realize how powerful first of all to get a handwritten anything in the mail Mm -hmm. snail mail what and then to have it from a teacher that's thinking about you over Christmas break, pow! Like and I, and oh wow, yeah, like those kids, like they remember that they'll remember the rest of their life. They'll have that card with them everywhere they go. 
whether it's college or the Marines or the career school or wherever they're going after that. It's amazing. Yeah, and what I was saying about that compliment lesson, I mean, I have to go through a compliment lesson that I have to make sure that there's, you know, what it, what a compliment looks like, how to, yes, we're going to have a lesson on how to be nice, yeah. you know, <laughs> and so we have to go through the whole process of what it looks like and how to handle someone that you don't really, you're not necessarily friends with and, and, and how to compliment that person. And so, yeah, that was a big, you know, lesson, life lesson there too. It's like, you know, you can still be nice to someone just even though you, you, you know, you're not like necessarily friends. Yeah. You know, so uh, there's a lot more to it and, uh, you know, than just writing a nice compliment and getting your, you know, so the lessons came out really good. Is it funny how, like, they, they um, those of them, they, they remember that forever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Andrew Jackson and your whatever, yeah, not, not so much. But you know what? That compliment for the, for the rest of their life, they'll have the envelope. Well, they'll remember how they felt yeah. more than what they did on a worksheet even the silly stuff you know one one thing i had a tradition of doing with one of my classes is um at uh well we did two things at christmas and we you do the final which takes 10 minutes because i'm not interested in that but so i went to get the fun stuff and so one thing we did was we did the white elephant so the here's the rules of the white elephant you had it and um it was you had to get something from the dollar store you can spend more than a dollar. And if you needed a dollar, I got you. Right. <laughs> and so and find the weirdest thing you find in the dollar store. And let me tell you something, these kids come up with some weird things in the dollar store. And so we did that. But then my next favorite thing was, um, right before Christmas is our final right before we leave. And the rule, so the instruction was to bring a stuffed animal that you're done with. Don't buy one, go find one. It's not your favorite teddy bear. Cause you're not getting it back. We're, we're going to take it. You're going to lose your stuffed animal. You bring it to school. And so what we do is so we have a class of 35 kids and, we would stack up these stuffed animals on a table, and one by one, they had to go up and put their head in the stuffed animal pile, and then we would all vote on which one they most resemble. <laughs> <laughs> I so, so want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, oh, my God, he's the turtle. Look, he really looks like a turtle. <laughs> and so, and you know what? And, like, to this day, these kids are in their 30s, and they still, and, like, I'll get a message, you know, on Twitter or Facebook, hey, bro, I still got that stuffed animal. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's the funniest thing. That's fantastic. Yeah. But, like, there's talking about it, right? And I'm just, you know, and maybe I'm unrealistic, but I really hope that maybe some of the content and the other stuff that we did in the class is still attached to the stuffed animal, still attached to the, the turtle. You know, you got to get it. They, they have to buy in first. And not only to, it's not history, it's you. That There's never going to be a kid that's going to learn from you that don't like you. They're not going to learn from you unless they like you. Yeah. And, they, that, and they have to, you know, feel respected. They've got to uh, respect you, but they got to like you first i think like like that's one of the things that's changed like that was almost taboo to say that mm -hmm. i don't need to be liked yeah i need to learn i don't need to be their friends i'm not their friend yeah you don't have to be their friend you know i think finally you know i mean it's something we all know but the person i think that made it palatable for everybody else was that uh rita on her ted talk that was um yeah that was it like she got it and the way she was able to say it in such an authoritative emotional and compassionate way it made even the non-believer a believer. A game changer. Like I mean, for for us, teachers like us, we're like, hell yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I've been trying to tell you. That's right there is what I'm talking about. But I think she did. She was able to do it in such a way that it, it, it shifted. It shifted a lot of people's belief systems. Yeah, yeah. She was she was something else. Is I, it Pearson? I I Rita Pearson? Is that her name? Something like that. Rita. I, I know she's passed away. Yeah, she has. Um, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. But, you know, she had that commanding presence of, like, we all have had that one of those teachers, and she had that where, you know, she could just look and, well, I, like, I don't have that. Like, that's not my thing. Like, I have, I'm, like, the fun, and I'm, like, the antics and the game and the story and the whole thing. But, like, for her, like, she had that whole commanding presence thing. God, it's beautiful to watch. Yeah. She, I mean, just watching you, you're like, holy cow, it fires you up. Yeah. You know, and, and. So, yeah, she was pretty amazing. That was, uh, I think that was a big game changer for a lot of people. You're right about that, for sure. Hey, listen, so on your, for, for you and your uh, career in your 20-something year, 27th, is um, as you're moving forward, what do you, like, what are you excited about? Like, what's, what's something you're working, because I know, like, being self-aware is critical. Like, if they for you, what is it that you are, um, looking forward to improving something you want to do different well 
since you keep mentioning that I'm in my 26th, 27th year, I just recently was able to, uh, we hired a new, new guy this year and I'm his mentor and he's just turned 24 and this is his first year of teaching. He wasn't even alive when you started this thing. Right. I know, I know this. And, uh, just to be clear, he's really young and you're really <laughs> experienced yes you are correct sir and but you know it's I'm, I'm so excited to work with him yeah because he's brought a different it, it seems like I it's like that longer I teach I, I lose perspective sometimes on their music and um, certain things um, and he's brought in that um, the the younger perspectives on what's going on in the world versus what I'm bringing. I'm bringing the experience. He's bringing uh, the relevance that I could, the, 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 the small little social things that I, I'm missing from my teaching that I could use to bring in, whether it be a certain type of slang or a new app that they're using or you know what is that dance and then i get the background okay i get it now okay i'm gonna learn how to floss and you know right, yeah. <laughs> you know so it, it's been really exciting to to work with that you know to work with someone like that 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 brings that that young he's learning from me and i'm learning from him yeah i love it you know that the whole self-aware thing i realize i'm just thinking back we, we talked about just a minute ago and um you know for me the reason it's so um powerful is because i like i like being uncomfortable and one thing that is really uncomfortable is being self-aware and like one thing like looking at yourself and and figuring out where you need to improve or what you need to do moving forward like most people that's not even for a long time i taught uh i got teacher of the year a couple times and all that you know that's that's fine you know yay um but for so many times, people would come in and on evaluations or walkthroughs, you're great, you're great, you're great. Uh, come on. you got to give me something. Yeah. you got to give me something that I can improve on. I, I think they do, but I don't think most people, I don't think most people want to know. Like when people ask me, what, hey, what do you think about this? I always ask, do you really want to know? Because I'll tell you, like, if you want, do you want me to just celebrate the good stuff or do you really want to know? And sometimes I go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> just tell me to celebrate the part. I like that part, like if, because it, like I'll tell you if you want to know. But I th what I found is lots of people don't don't like they like they don't want to know. And he, oh, here's the, his point and, is, and it's easy that way. Yeah, it but, is. But I think what I have found is a lack of uh, searching for the comfort, and just to celebrate the good stuff leads to ultimate discomfort. You know, where searching for when you put yourself in uncomfortable and searching for what's uncomfortable and something I can improve that results in ultimate comfort. Yeah. I, I don't understand how. What the point would be of just doing the same thing that you did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, I find that extremely boring to come in it's like a factory job you're doing the same thing you're just churning out kids every day you know it's like yep they passed the test yep they knew it long enough to um i i i don't know i i, I would rather much more have fun and make it worth it yeah you know very early on in my career i had a, um i taught at school for three years i moved to another school and um my first few days there my supervising teacher on my team um was asking me something I was telling well here's what we did you know my first year my second third year so it was work and then he would ask me something else I said okay yeah cool the way we covered that is we did this and this and this my first three years and and just in conversation he goes like in past like as if it was nothing he says hey I'm curious are you a third year teacher or a three-time first-year teacher and like in that moment, I was like, what? And he just and like walked. He just kept going on and walked off and continued with the thing and comes back. And like, but at the moment, I'm like shell shocked. And man, that has stuck with me. And I I think about it so many times. Hey, wait a minute, is this our fourth time to do this, or are we are we four times better? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I remember my first like most horrible uh, evaluation just because I've gotten so many good ones, but man, it, he was spot on. He was right. 
I think about it even now. It's like, you know, I needed to hear that because I, w- I didn't even realize I was doing it. And it made me better. You know, I came back and I improved and and we kept kept on going. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't care how many years you've been teaching. It doesn't matter because there's teachers here that have taught for 30 years and aren't very good. And there are, you know, rock star first and second year teachers here that don't have the experience that are good, you know, but everybody needs to learn and grow. And sometimes that doesn't come in a pretty package. No. And, and, you know, I think this is one of the things about our, this, about this education business that we miss out on compared to other, you know, in other, um, with, in other businesses where the bottom line is money, you know, real fast because there's, it's, it, you can see if this, are we losing money or making money? Like, and people will give you feedback immediately because you're caught, you're going to ruin the company. Like we can, so there's immediate feedback, but in this, in our business, there's a few reasons why, um, uh, because sometimes the 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 evidence isn't as tangible in other businesses, it, but also in this business, we um, I think there's a culture set up because of the way we're evaluated. We have a walkthrough and a walkthrough and a formal and this and that and we're. They need to be in the classrooms all the time. Exactly, or even just stopping by. Hey. Come here for a second. I was walking by and I heard you say, you know what? One thing you do better is this. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Like, I would be totally open to that, you know, and just to have this, that, that regular back and forth, not just with administrators, but other people on your team. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where real professional development happens is with honest, constructive, open feedback. And we have such a, a unique profession that we are kind of in a bubble. Um, I only see me because it's just me and the kids and I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I must be because I don't know. You know, it, you, you, you know, think about how many professions that are just all by themselves all day. Yeah. Trying to figure it out. You know, uh, you know, we just recently started having uh, PLC conferences where we're collaborating more with our team. And it's been huge uh, and great. But there was a time that I was I was on an island. You know, it was just me trying to figure it out all by myself, you know, and uh, not being able to look and see what other teachers are doing. And um, uh, we just recently started uh, instructional rounds where we're able to go and uh, visit other classrooms while the teachers are teaching. I mean, I'm like, man, I'm just awesome. You know, let me go see whatever somebody else is doing so I could do it better or try something different. That takes a while, like for that to become a part of the culture. Yes, you it know does what I mean. Take time because because yeah. we've been scared. so used to. Oh, I don't want people knowing. Yeah, that's why you know some teachers close the door. They cut out the construction paper, the size of the skinny window to cover that up, so no one sees what we're doing in here. You know, rather than opening this up so we can all share and learn and collaborate. Yeah, that, um, we had uh, a new admin at one point come in, and that he was all about being in the classroom all the time. Where the one before, you never see him. And uh, people were freaking out. Like, he's been in my classroom three times this week. Does he's out mean? to get me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what have you heard? You know, but but after a while, it became commonplace. And it, it was nice. You know, you got the positive. You got the, hey, how, how about, you know, and they were very careful, you know, that, that they weren't attacking you if they criticized you, that it was like, maybe you should try this instead. You know, so I it really made a huge change on the campus, and it helped help people a little bit more accountable, as yeah. well. Yeah, you know that for that traditional formal thing where you get you know get your nice clothes on, get your nice lesson. Perfect <laughs> you get, lesson. Yeah. All right, kids, listen. Don't you ruin us. Yeah. You read your cue cards. I right. will buy you anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's and and I think what it is, you're right, man. It's just like this authentic authentic um vulnerable time to share back and forth i'll be like if we just keep in mind like we're talking about human beings like the leaders of tomorrow are sitting in your history classroom today mm-hmm. like there's Absolutely. nothing more important than that and i and i desperately want to know like what i can do better yeah i think um, it's that grit that we want the kids to have and we need to have that too yeah I have to see it so they can be it i mm-hmm. gotta show it so we can grow it in that kid. Yep. Guess what? Of all, uh, of all, uh, te- I've seen thousands of teachers, and I love, love, love what you have going on in your classroom. Thank you. You're welcome. I think it's pretty cool too. 
that's fun. That's the like if you think it's cool, and you think it's fun, and you're talking about dead people, and you still think it's fun. <laughs> He must be doing something right. Just dust him off a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's I been really it. fun. High five. High five. There we go. That wasn't. What was he trying to get? There we go. <laughs> uh.